The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch, the Director of Racing for Caesars Entertainment, of which Eldorado Sciota Downs is a part of that organization, Gabe Pruitt. Gabe Pruitt accepted this position uh, late in the Sciota meet last year. Uh, he has been at uh, Pompano Park in Pompano Beach, Florida, announcing races earlier this season, and they're wrapping up their season there. And Gabe will be making the trip north to come to Sauda Downs uh, sometime next week. Gabe Pruitt, welcome to Top of the Stretch. Thanks so much, Roger. Always a pleasure to be on, and uh, we are really looking forward to that uh, meet at Sauda Downs. Uh, it won't be long. Uh, Tuesday night of next week is opening night, and I'm uh, looking forward to it, and uh, I'm sure a lot of racing fans as well. First, let's talk about your job with uh, Caesars. Uh, you took this position uh, late in the meet last year at Sauda. What does it entail? Well, we have a couple of corporate employees at, on the racing side. Of course, my boss is Joe Morris, who you're familiar with. He's the senior VP of racing, and then he brought me on board uh, as well uh, to sort of look after racing properties. It was a little bit of a natural fit. I came up there early last year, uh, as you may recall, when they were trying to gear up and get style going, and the world was um, even a stranger place, I think, at that point than now, uh, and just helped out uh, with Jason and Joe and the crew to get style rolling. Shortly after that, the uh, companies merged. Uh, you know, at that time, El Dorado acquired uh, Caesars and to, to form what we know now as Caesars Entertainment. But that brought a package of six tracks on board uh, that we sort of look after and a couple of thoroughbred facilities, Indiana Grand, Louisiana Downs, uh, and then the harness side, of course, Sasauda and Pompano, Harris Philly, and, and Hoosier Park. So we uh, we look after those properties best we can. I think the majority of my time this summer uh, will be spent at Sasauda Downs. I'll be popping around at some of the other properties from time to time. Uh, and then, as you know, I've spent the majority of the winter at Pompano. So it was a little bit of a natural fit once those two parties came together. Of course, my experience at Pompano, this is my ninth season down here. Uh, so it's it's been great. New new role in many ways and, and a very similar role that I've been used to in others. How was your meet this season at Pompano? It was fantastic. It was, it was a record-breaking meet, and we're so happy with it. Uh, the first thing we did was we got after recruiting a lot more horses uh, down uh, for the uh, season. As uh, During peak season, we're racing five nights a week, which is not an easy thing to do. You see a lot of horse shortages all over the country. Ohio there, we've been able to maintain a good, solid uh, product, but uh, it's not quite as easy in a lot of other jurisdictions that maybe are, don't have the strength uh, of Ohio when it comes to the breeding and uh, enhanced purse monies and whatnot. So, so we really try to get after get some more horses down here, which that was successful. Uh, obviously, scheduling-wise, we had some good breaks go our way, but uh, I think uh, we close Sunday night. I think it'll be a great night. We've got some mandatory payouts. Uh, if that uh, is as good as I think it's going to be, that should be our 21st million-dollar-plus handle of uh, the season, and I think uh, the, the facility had $6 million nights prior uh, in, in, the, in the previous 50-some years, so it was great. Uh, handle-wise, it's been phenomenal, and um, we're looking to close it out with a bang. We've got 13 races on Sunday, and then we'll be making that quick turnaround and transition into Sauto about 48 hours later. Now, with that increased handle down at uh, Pompano, you've done it with fewer races, racetracks at uh, most facilities, 
are doing something between 12 and 15 races a night, but you don't race that many races on your racing program each evening, do you? Well, I'd love to, but we just don't have enough horses uh, to do so. And, and this week we do have uh, Sunday's a 13-race card. We've had a handful of 12 and 13 race cards. We raced 105 nights overall. I'm going to say probably uh, seven or eight cards uh, that, that were 12 or 13 races. But, yes, you're correct. Typically, you know, we're running it out on uh, anywhere from eight to ten uh, races per night. I think at the end of the day we'll probably average around 9.8 races a night. So, yes, it's been uh, we don't have quite the luxury and volume. Uh, that, that many other uh, uh, facilities have. So, yes, it's been phenomenal to see the numbers grow uh, to the point that they have, uh, given uh, what we have to work with here. So it's been great to see. We're so appreciative of everyone out there that, that supported us and, and supported this meet. It's It's been phenomenal, and uh, the numbers have shocked us uh, at times as well, as they did last summer there in Ohio as well. You, you remember, Roger, we were one of the first facilities to get back and enrolling. So hopefully we can build off that momentum, but it's we can't be any happier with how things have gone here popping up. One uh, big plus you had this year, you had Hall of Famer David Miller uh, competing on a regular basis at Pompano this season. The Buckeye. He is. Uh, he was in town, I believe, from January the 5th, and he stayed right through the end of March. He had a great time. Uh, he really enjoyed himself. Uh, his daughter, of course, Devin, was here as well. She had uh, seven or eight horses, so he would go to the barn in the morning and work with her, get to spend some great time with her. And, even with a shortened time, Roger, I guess you could say roughly half the cards, maybe just a tick more Dave would have been involved in. Uh, he's going to be far and away our second leading driver. Of course, Wally Hennessy will be, be number one. Uh, Dave had uh, well over 100 wins just over that short amount of time here in South Florida. So he had, uh, as surprising to none of us, <laughs> he had a uh, monster season here just over a short time. Now, let's go to – Scioto Downs, Ohio's showplace of harness racing. Um, a lot of improvements this year for horsemen and for fans alike. What are some of those improvements this year? Well, I think it's been a long time coming, Roger. As you know, uh, the facility's just been in, in some need of, uh, of attention, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, by far, one of the greatest things we're going to see for everyone out there is just the resurfacing of the racetrack. That's been a long time coming. It's been on the agenda I think uh, for several years, so that was something that uh, uh, had been planned and, and it just had not gotten to get uh, all the way pushed through with the COVID coming on uh, the prior year and whatnot. So we, we got that uh, lined up with uh, with Danny Kuhn and uh, that crew to come up, and I think with the review so far, but excellent. Many backstretch improvements. Horsemen that were in for qualifiers uh, yesterday have hopefully noticed that uh, with uh, some of the um, – concrete there and the shed rows and then some of the other things going on there in the back stretch the paddock major improvements some bath stalls in the paddock bathrooms redone uh, all that's great uh, you know from the horseman side racing fans they've, they've done some stuff on the track apron i know in the clubhouse so that was always a problem uh with the um climate control in the clubhouse it was either as most will know 110 degrees or 40 degrees uh, that has been addressed. I think we've got a whole new uh, climate system coming in there. So just many things overall. You'll see a lot of new carpet in the clubhouse. I think um, hopefully the fans uh, will, will welcome some of the changes uh, that, that will greet them at the beginning of the new season. Now, with that new season, will there be any uh, changes in the wagering format at Sciota? A very a very slight tweak. You know, we we were pretty happy with how things worked out last season. 
you'll remember, Roger, so many instant carryovers and all that good stuff. I think we're going to have one additional super high five to the venue. The fourth race uh, last year was just a clean race with, without much going on, uh, sort of an in-between type race to some of our other signature wagers. We offer two super high fives per night last year, race nine and always the finale. Uh, that had carryover provisions into each other. So I think we're going to go into the fourth race and add another super high five as well. Same format. If it's missed, it'll go into the next one. So we go back into race nine that night. Uh, the key would be if the night before it was missed in the last race, it would come back uh, into race four as well. So it would be just one of three super high fives in the car. So just a slight tweak. Again, we're always looking to create those carryover opportunities and, and better advantage-type situations for our horse players. But I have to say, we were so happy. Uh, with that menu last year, it, it was tricky to uh, to get in and do a whole lot to it because I think what we did last year at least uh, worked for us. Uh, you guys have such an advantage there in Ohio of number of races, so it allows you to offer and stretch some of the multi-race bets out over the card and the full fields. So it creates just such a great and exciting product. Uh, I think uh, we're, we're just looking forward to building on more of the same. The wagering format is so important because you got to keep the fans involved and make it interesting for them and their handicapping. That's exactly right. You don't want to overdo it, I think, to the point where you would dilute a menu, but there's always that fine line that you want to tow, and that was the key to it because so many times last year, you almost always had to keep your eyes on the, the Saturday damn signal nightly because any given time, whether it be a super factor or super high five or pick four or anything else, so you could have a carryover opportunity uh, that, that really create those great scenarios. And with the racing being so competitive, that's the one key that you guys have so much. It creates a lot of those opportunities because naturally, uh, over the course of the night, you might see an upset or two in those big fields and the way they race those horses in Ohio as well. Uh, it's just so exciting for the fans and uh, for those of us that like to wager as well. Now, let's uh, take an about face now and go to – you personally, uh, how's that uh, horse that you own doing this year after that injury last year? Well, I'm happy to say home team is uh, is training down. He's trained, I believe, at about 2-3, according to my, my conditioner, Mr. Brian Brown, I spoke with yesterday briefly. and I think he's going to qualify uh, Wednesday, uh, opening week there at Saudo. So hopefully he's, uh, he's bouncing back. Now, I've been keeping my eyes on some of those three-year-olds, though, Roger. I must say down at uh, Miami Valley. So that uh, class could be a little tough sledding this year as well. You know, uh, Miami Valley's uh, this weekend has uh, 168 three-year-old trotters and pacers in the Buckeye Stallion Series, and that speaks volumes for the racing program here in the Buckeye State that will continue also at Scioto Downs. That's great. That's excellent. And that's the thing that I like. I have actually uh, – started to I have a very small breeding program by the way and when I say very small I breed one or two years a year but I have I've tried to transition more to, to all to Ohio for that matter I have a couple of down by the seaside yearlings uh, this year but there's so many different levels that's what I love Roger because if you do get lucky you have uh, uh, you know a nice one you've got obviously the top shelf sire stakes but you've got the Buckeye Stallion series all of the fair racing with the different levels of the fair so you've just got so many options I think uh as owners out there, that you know that's that's what we're looking for. Even if uh, if you don't hit a home run, you still want chances to race uh, a number of times and at least try and um, you know provide some income for your investment. So I, I think Ohio, for my money, far and away uh, the best thing going right now in the sport of harness racing.
Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 